Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey, everyone. If you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating, and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries, which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the now 18th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today, I have with me Ron Weed from Imaginarium of Thought. How's it going today, bro? How's it going, man? Uh, it's funny that it's the 18th episode because that kind of goes in what, uh, you know, about like uh, the numbers and things like that, uh, that operate the universe like sacred, you know, numbers and so. It's funny that you mentioned that because I had uh, Chance uh, from Interverse Podcast and he was number seven. And he said that uh, all of his numbers in his life all lead back to seven. So it was really weird that he ended up being episode seven also. So that's two times that it's happened during these episodes that it's a number that's uh, important to the person that I'm that I'm doing the podcast with. So it's kind of cool. That's uh, divine synchronicity right there. <laughs> Dude, and once you get into this community, all you do is start seeing synchronicity in everything. It's kind of ridiculous. And the more you look for it, the more you notice it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I feel like um, the people in the truth community uh, are like, you know, uh, the, you know, that whole uh, Bible verse from Pulp Fiction, like uh, about leading your brothers, you know, through the darkness out of goodwill and stuff like that. I really feel like uh, that's what this is all about. You know, these are we're the uh, chosen brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I keep hearing a bunch of different references. Uh, I remember what the one Juan made earlier was and I was listening to his show. But uh, he said it. it's basically about, you know, pushing your brothers that that need to learn the knowledge, need to wake up. But you're only teaching it to the people that are interested in knowing it kind of a thing. But it's our job, in a sense, to wake up people and wake up our brothers to these ideas. So, you know, kind of all comes full circle. Everybody's kind of saying the same thing, but I feel like that's for a reason. Yeah. Uh, planting the seeds, you know, progenitors of, a, you know, a new future and it's going on in the opposite way of, you know, of course, with uh, what the deep state does and all that kind of stuff with the, uh, you know, transhumanism agenda and everything like that. But hey, that's what we're here for to start informing people of this kind of shit, because uh, that's why there's such a big boom in these types of podcasts. And it seems like as far as podcasts go, truth podcasts seem to be the main focal point of them. And there's a reason for that, man. It's 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 that time. I keep saying it's uh, almost like a renaissance of thought that, you know if we keep doing what we're doing, because most of us feel like we had a calling to do what we do, hopefully it'll make a difference one day, but you can only be optimistic about it and hope for the best. And that's what hopefully will manifest because of that. Yeah. And I, I definitely uh, see a revolution happening, but it's, it's happening uh, under the waters, kind of like a tsunami, you know, you won't necessarily see the waves, you know, the on, on top or whatever, when you see it uh, pull back, but um, what is it? Uh, because of how they took the uh, like button from uh, YouTube or the dislike button from YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's, that's showing it right there. That's, you know, YouTube's the biggest uh, free video, you know, content platform like that. And uh, they had to take away the dislike button. That's, that's because people were actually expressing their voice and it was showing uh, a shift in the narrative. So. Dude, same with Netflix. They took off the star rating system after, what was it, Amy Schumer's really bad comedy special because they didn't want people <laughs> to be able to give something like one star on there. So now it's just, I think I looked at the rating yesterday and it was not for me, like it and love it. And it was funny because I noticed it while I was watching the Jimmy Savile thing. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to answer this? You're not supposed to love watching this. You're not even supposed to like watching it. You're watching it to be informed, but it's not also that it's not for me because it's something I want to know. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to rate this? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So because uh, that way they can uh, say what's good, what's popular, because that keeps that uh, focus on that, you know, whatever you see how they push it. At one point, you know, being cool was you know, or as far as the liberal side was, you know, fighting against the power and all that kind of stuff. Now being cool is, you know, fighting for the power. <laughs> it's virtue signaling, man. And you always know how virtuous somebody is by how many masks they're wearing or how many Ukraine flags they're flying. <laughs> yeah, they're trying, you know, they, you know, trying to, you know, fit in, I guess. Yeah, like so. <laughs> yeah, everybody just trying to be part of the crowd. But I feel like because of that and how, bad it's gotten with everybody trying to follow the crowd it's also made a bigger uprising like i said in our on our community and our side where you know they may be starting up the waves to start underneath the water but at the same time though like we may not all be seen but we're starting to build that wall under the water to hopefully stop that wave yeah and then you have you know of course conspiracy theories just like with everything you know can go 
the other way. And that could be organic or it could be, you know, a psyop, for example, like, you know, the Q stuff, uh, you know, kind of building things up where it was kind of like, you know, it, uh, it, there are crazy people in the conspiracy theorist community. That's true. But for the majority, I feel like we were looked at as crazy, but deep down, I feel like people look at us as the wise ones, the ones, you know, the ones that are able to see what's going on and, and consciously think about it, you know, and that's just too much for people to handle. <laughs> Dude, honestly, looking at history too, everybody that ever foresaw something coming or started speaking out about society, they were always listed as the crazy ones. And it wasn't until years later that they realized that they were the wise ones that were able to see through the lies and bullshit of society though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tesla, for example, you know, yeah. for example. Yeah, he's definitely but, um, one of them. Yeah, and uh, it goes in with like how he used to uh, wipe his uh, plates with uh, you know, eighteen times or something like that. Like he's, you know, he's all about like doing things and with like certain numbers or something like that. Yeah, because he always said if you could only understand the power of three, six, and nine. So he he always had a huge thing with numbers and a huge fascination with numbers. That's the holy trinity, and because the with the uh, um, three, six, nine thing is, um, you know, that's uh in hinduism like 108 is a sacred number and in uh judaism you know with the gematria and all that kind of stuff 18 is their lucky number and um that's showing like how reality is kind of bloomed out like a flower that just continuously multiplies you know um because it starts at like that zero you know the zero point and um and then so you have one through eight is essentially like the stem and nine is the blossom because you know how like everything kind of multiplies into nine mm -hmm. so nine is like uh the alpha while zero is like the uh o omega so that's kind of what they're showing there you know and also um uh six times six cube you know the whole black cube is saturn thing mm -hmm. um that's 108 squares that are on the visible side uh so um if you uh add both sides together that's 260 which is uh six times six times six uh cube which six you know six plus six plus six 18. <laughs> so crazy too once you start adding up numbers and figuring out numbers just how everything it, there's singularity within numbers also and it's just one of those things that if people are following it, they'll definitely notice it. But if people are just going about their everyday life, it's not something that you're just going to notice without looking into it. Where even like synchronicities, man, like people don't notice that stuff because they're not looking for it. But if you look for it, you'll catch it frequently. But you just pass it by as coincidence if you don't actually put the time into remembering each time it's happened to you and notice how frequently it happens. Definitely. But it's not uh, more say about the, the numbers, but the, the, the pattern. Because the numbers that we see, the digits, they're essentially just symbols for an understanding, an expression of how the physical reality like expands. You know? So um, it doesn't matter, like for instance, like with certain number things, it doesn't matter what the symbol is. It's, it's, it's the pattern, you know, it's, uh, it, that's the truth because everywhere in the universe, that is what, what it shows, expression. And um, so that just, you know, they say there's no proof of God, things like that. But when you break down uh, numbers in certain, you know, in certain patterns, you kind of let it express itself. It 
there are, you know, it definitely shows like this oneness uh, with the universe and, and an existence with a uh, outside force. Like for instance, uh, Tesla's 369. So um, 369, uh, what, he sh- what he does is um, the universe doubles itself. Like one, you know, one plus one equals two and then two plus two equals four. And it just keeps, you know, expanding out like that. And within this pattern, uh, then it does not simplify down to three, six, or nine. And it's kind of showing that like these numbers are kind of like on outside. Uh, they're like the glue that's essentially holding in the physical reality. The you know you can essentially saying that the physical reality is um, reality is two thirds physical and one third non physical phenomena. So that goes back to the triangle, right? Because he used, used to represent that within a triangle where the nine would be on the top and then the three and the six would be on the bottom and then everything mm-hmm. in between. And also like uh, with the whole uh, video games and stuff like that, like how they create, uh, you know, these super realistic looking video games. It's with triangles and smaller and smaller triangles. So essentially, the everything in the physical universe can be expressed through triangles. <laughs> Like I said, so it's crazy the more you dig into stuff and you realize how interconnected stuff is. But I guess before we get too, too far, uh, I guess <laughs> let's start with it. Let's start with your bit with your story. So people know where you're coming from and understand where you have this kind of knowledge and stuff from. Like what, what got you to this point, man? Oh, um, I guess uh, to start at the beginning. Um, do you remember uh, your first thought as like a, whenever you became like a sentient human being and you're like, wow, I can I'm aware of stuff like your first memory. Me, myself, no. I can't remember anything until I was probably like four or so. That was probably when my first memory started personally. Like my first memory, like I was in like essentially like a different reality. And I was looking up uh, like at a hole, like and it had like dirt and everything like that. And there's and there's uh, this lady holding my uh, hand and I'm kind of like hanging in the air. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And uh, she's um, she's saying something like, oh, it'll I'll see you soon or something like that. And um, I'm looking up and it's, you know, it's a blue sky and everything like that. It's just like it looks like Earth, like another layer of crust of Earth or something like that. And um, everything around me were light orbs. It was just a bunch of like stars, but they were all different colors, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was in like a uh, kind of like a tunnel. And so um, she lets go or I let go or something like that, you know, and I uh, start falling down this tunnel. And as I'm falling down this tunnel, um, the, you know, the uh, lights around me, they start moving by faster, faster as I'm falling. And, um, you know, like kind of like in Star Trek, the whole like going light speed thing. Um, like falling through like a galaxy or almost like Star Wars where it goes into like hyperspeed. Hyperspeed, Yeah. But uh, vertical, like going down, and um, I'm trying to remember who I who I am and who that lady is, and I'm like trying to like keep my thoughts and stuff like that. But my thoughts uh, were getting stripped from me because you know sometimes you could think like super super deep about something, and then you go to tell somebody, and it's like, where do I even start? Like, you forget what you're even talking about. You're even gonna say to them. Like, um, do you remember like your physical body within this? Like, were you an adult? Were you a kid? Or I, I felt like I was an adult because I did like look and have hands and stuff like that. And uh, because I, yeah, I was like, as I was, you know, I was looking at my hands and and things. And I think 
I think that's what it was. I started like maybe like melting away too. Like as I was like falling faster, you know, or something like phasing out. Um, because I remembered that just kind of like looking down at my hands and uh, the memories. I'm like, <gasps> like, I can't remember who that was or, you know, I can't like remember anything anymore about that. And so um, as I'm falling super, super fast, like you ever seen in the movies where it's like somebody's opening their eye and it's just darkness and you're slowly like phasing into the into the eye, person's eye as their eye is opening up. Mm hmm. Like you're zooming into yeah the eyelids. I was basically like doing that. Like I was like I remembered like phasing into my physical body. Like through like like my eyes were already open before I was opening my eyes. But but like my spirit body eye and my real eye were like melding together and stuff like that. Like uh, coming into like your baby self of who you are now. Yeah, I was uh I was four years old at the time. But yeah, that's the thing. Like the first, and then I, I phase into my body and I look up and I'm looking at the ceiling because I guess I was jumping over uh, a couch because I, I sit up and I look to the right and, I'm, and I see my brother and my uh, cousin there. And I'm like, you're my brother and you're my cousin. And they're like, of course we are, you know, like who else would be? And they're, they're telling me to get off the couch because it was their turn. And that's when, you know, I'm like, oh, we're jumping over the couch. So it's kind of like I had other memories, but as soon as I came into this reality, it's like I melded in with my physical memories. So do you believe that, uh, like, it was a past life that you came into this current life? Or do you believe it was more like uh, you were somewhere else in, like, a totally different plane and then you came into this plane? Yeah, I think, it. like, looking back at it, I was probably, like, somewhere else and came into uh, – you know a physical body or something like that because i i do kind of remember like doing it you're like excited but like uh because that's the thing like even though i can't remember the who the details i do remember that like looking down looking around everything is just like these orb lights the falling and the the, the looking up at the lady and i do remember the dirt you know everything's like dirt like I, like i'm looking up you know from from underground or something like that like almost like you were would it be like a hole or would it have been like like if somebody dug a dug a grave and you were like falling into like a grave like how how would you explain it exactly? oh yeah maybe something like that but i do remember like uh kind of like a well also like a well and a shack and it looking like kind of like a like some sort of weird painting land or you know what i mean like some sort of like uh lord of the rings looking thing you know fantastical or whatever so do you think it was another plane altogether like it wasn't this plane that we're currently in yeah maybe another version of reality but it's like you know like maybe like this reality that we're in but nicer maybe without the all the technology you know doping us down and stuff like that you know maybe a higher a higher reality or something like that that's still kind of like this one like a higher physical plane or something like that i actually have a personal story that might relate to this a little bit so i'll lead it i'll tell you the mandela effect part of it later but so there was this one particular time i used to uh, do dream traveling and stuff when i was a kid and i didn't mm -hmm. quite understand what it was 
Um, but I later after the whole dream traveling thing, I started having very, very vivid dreams. So like more recently, like uh, probably like a year or two ago, I'd say now, um, I had a dream where I, well, I think it was dream. I don't know what it was exactly. I went to sleep at night and then this is what happened. So I'm trying to find my girlfriend and I'm going through multiple dimensions trying to find her. Like I find her in the first one and it's her, but it's not quite her. So I'm like, okay, like this isn't right. So I try to like go to sleep somewhere. And then I wake up and then I'm in another one and I try to find her in that and it's not her, quite her. And I know it's not quite her. So then I'm like, all right. And I try to go back to sleep and this continued and it felt like it happened for a very long time. And then uh, I finally woke up and I'm not a very emotional guy, but like my eyes were watering and shit because I finally realized that I like had found her again. But yeah. my personal experience, the one thing that's very strange that I've noticed is that before this hat dream happened, I was always on the side of Mandela effects where it was like the correct answer side, I guess you could say. And now I'm on the side where anytime I see Mandela effects, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this one and it's not the right one. So I've always questioned if there's multiple dimensions, realities, whatever you want to call them. And certain people may have more of an ability to be able to like experience these other places um, and maybe, you know just like your case or like my case, maybe we were in a parallel dimension that was very close or in your case, maybe very different from where we are now. And now we've all come back into this reality because of whatever may be happening here, be it a giant spiritual awakening, or maybe it's just fucking CERN clashing particles together and fucking up the dimensions. But yeah, <laughs> cause those uh, deja vu moments, you know, especially uh, with uh uh shazam the sinbad movie or whatever or kazam or whatever uh i definitely saw that movie but if i'm not mistaken like i remember you know maybe false memory or something but like something kind of weird like a weird feeling happening like a deja vu moment as i'm watching that movie but i just i do remember watching that movie because i remember uh i watched it with uh my family and my brothers and my siblings and uh, my neighbor and it was upstairs and the sun and it was a sunny day you know so it's funny you can explain that one too because the curious george thing where he doesn't have a tail now i 100 mm -hmm. i had a stuffed animal of curious george when i was a kid and i remember grabbing it by its tail and swinging it around my head when i was a kid so it's like <laughs> i have that such a vivid memory that it, nothing like that would have happened other than if he had that tail because i remember grabbing him by the tail because i didn't want to grab him by his like hands and arms and i'd swing him around above my head and stuff like that so it's like why why would i have had that memory why what did curious shorts have a tail i remember reading the books like i was obsessed with that shit as a kid and he was a monkey not a ch they called him a monkey so it was like he had a tail and now he doesn't yeah. have a tail and it's just like the berenstein bears like as far as i'm concerned i always remember because it was when i was learning how to read it was s-t-e-i-n and now they spelled s-t-e-e-n but before which is kind of funny like i was saying before this weird dream and shit like that i remember that there was the mandela effect thing happening but everybody remembered that it was s-t-e-e-n or no it was the opposite it was everybody remembered it as s-t-e-i-n like i thought and then there was the whole like s whatever it was it was the opposite pretty much yeah. where we're at now but i remember it being s-t-e-i-n but i guess hopping in the next part of it so with uh with that story, what what came next? What what got you to the point where you started studying into different numbers and different uh connections and things? Oh, um, that it uh that was actually not too long ago. It was kind of like recently, but 
so nothing really happened, kind of lived normal life. And then when I was about 12 years old, um, I woke up one night and everything was a uh, green, like covered in like a green light. And uh, it was coming from the window. Like I, uh, to explain the story, uh, I'm on the top bunk bed uh, and my older brothers on the bunk bed below me, my younger brothers in the bunk bed across the room. And, uh, you know, at first when I, when I wake up, I'm like, oh, this is weird and stuff, but I'm thinking it's some construction work or something like that's going on. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to pass back out. So, um, I try to go back to sleep. Then the light starts getting brighter. It doesn't, it doesn't like dim and get bright. It, it pulses brighter. It stays the same light, uh, you know illumination and then it gets bright illumination and it gets bright and um that wakes me up you know i can't go to sleep from that and i'm I'm annoyed now and i get out of bed to go see what's going on and when i hop out of uh my bed i look over at my younger brother and my older brother and i'm like calling out to them hey guys you know um uh you know wake up but they're kind of like you know in stasis mode basically like frozen and you know like they it wasn't like kind of like a coma you know like i could tell they weren't dead but they were just like super still i don't know but maybe not breathing like it was weird but but at this moment i'm still thinking logically like this isn't there's some sort of explanation you know i'm trying to get my frozen but like life itself isn't frozen if that makes sense yeah like well they were like still like like strangely still you know almost like time is like slowed down to a halt where they wouldn't be able to react fast enough yeah like on to you that makes that makes sense like um because when i I did uh was talking to my younger brother and he said he remembered one night just it got really bright out of nowhere it just got really bright you know like a big flash of light and then uh um some like you know who knows maybe that was going on i'm trying i'm in like another reality trying to reach out to him and all he sees is like a little flash of light and just goes back to sleep or something yeah like it was a two but, second flash of light but in this time time was so slowed down that you were moving at you know what you'd perceive at that time as normal speed but actual reality is almost slowed down to a halt where it seemed like it was a long time for you but it may have been just a split light for them where they didn't even wake up or react which would explain yeah. why they wouldn't is because you would have been theoretically moving way faster than them or in some type of parallel plane where like i said time's not linear so who knows how that shit kind of works as soon as you start getting deep into that um but you know so that's weird but i'm still thinking normal but this is where things change up i'm like okay now i'm gonna see what's what's going on with this light outside so as soon as i go and touch the blinds to peek outside like as soon as i touch the blinds like i get a telepathic jump scare in my mind like those flash videos where you're just like normal normal normal, and all of a sudden it's like something hits you and uh it was uh a telepath you know it was like weird telepathic thing i was seeing through the blinds and it was a gray alien on the other side and i could see uh like that he was on the other side of the window because i could see the porch railings and stuff behind him and and i essentially fainted you know I, f- I fell back on my butt like um 
like you know locked up like a goat you know and just <laughs> toppled over toppled backwards yeah and, and that's when i was like i it hit because it hit me i'm like oh shit like this isn't the normal you know like this is fucking something's fucking going on now and so i basically just stood up and i was just like frozen in place like i was like scared like petrified or whatever um and i'm thinking about running upstairs and waking up my dad you know and hoping him you know beat up some aliens or something but i just get like this feeling that there's like other aliens like bigger grays like in the around the house and they're just waiting for me to run out the room and they're gonna snatch me up so i'm just like freaking out but as i'm standing there you know and i'm, I'm sh- shaking and stuff uh i start getting voices in my head and i'm thinking i'm like going crazy i'm talking to myself but then i realized the voices are like trying to communicate with me and uh so um they were trying to they were calling me something with like an m i can't remember what exactly they're saying it sounded uh like he hebrew or arabic or something like that had like ah, ah, like a hack sound uh and they were saying something they were calling me something I, I i but i you know i'm just freaking out and then they're kind of telling me to chill out like i'm kind of like a chosen one like i'm actually like lucky and stuff like that like and uh um you know that they're basically essentially they're telling me i'm set up for life you know all i got to do is go with them and uh they're they're they'll guide me and they'll make me wealthy and powerful and you know yeah i was like scared but you know as it's going on i'm like you know it's one of those kind of moments i'm like fuck it i might as well go with this <laughs> I might as well, got to. yeah i was like i might as well go with the flow like i was kind of like shit am i the, the chosen one like some neo shit or something but i didn't, yeah, I was before the matrix but uh i'm like okay let's go you know whatever needs to be done let's go and i'm about to walk out the door <laughs> and they're stopping me they're like hey 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 hold up you gotta make a decision first or something i'm like what and i'm look over and like the room like stretches out and my you know my two brothers are on both sides of the perspective you know what i mean and it's one of those kind of things like they didn't tell me they didn't say anything but it was kind of like i knew it was like i had to like choose one you know to kind of like like a sacrifice type thing my one you know for a brief moment I kind of thought about my older brother because he's, you know, diabetic and all that kind of stuff. Like, for, And when I did that, they like jumped into my mind and they started like showing me like different like visions and stuff. And it was, uh, it was like, you ever seen um, like the Grinch or not the Grinch, um, the Stooge and uh, that Christmas story thing where it's like the oh, Christmas Scrooge? Yeah, like the ghost of Christmas past, the future, stuff like that. It was kind of like one of those things where I'm like walking around and showing me things, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but I snap out of it, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this, you know, like this. I don't want to, you know, you know, love my brother and stuff like that. Love my family. I'm big on that. And uh, they were like, well, why? Why don't you do this and things like that? Why don't you? Why don't you? You know, go along with it. And um, I said, because it's not what God would want. And when I said that, they started laughing at me. Like, ah. like you know, like, and they're like, what, where's God? They're like, what's God? They're like, what is God? They're like, why isn't God here to talk to you and 
anything to you and stuff like that. And it was like one of those like leap of faith type moments, you know? And for if this is the whole like sell your soul to the devil thing that people go through and stuff like that, um, I can see how people in my position would be like, fuck, I might as well go, you know, go with it. And, you know, I guess there is no God. This is these entities that are communicating me or uh, the masters of the universe because they're able to do whatever they're doing right now, you know, warping this reality. And, um, but I, I, uh, I screamed, I'm like, you're not God. God is good. And he's more powerful than you. And uh, whenever I said that, they stopped being like charming and nice to me. And they started like being mean. They started like, you know, bringing up, uh, you know, uh, skeletons in the closet, you know, like, cause when you're in this te telepathic communication thing, like I tried to like hide my thoughts, like have like private thoughts. And it's like, Psh, it's where it's an open book, you know, Every, I know everything about you. There's no, there's no hiding anything. And, um, so I, uh, you know, they were kind of like doing that messing. So I'm like going crazy at this point. Like, I remember like walking back and forth and like pulling my hair and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm always going nuts. So like, I'm, I'm like, have I really gone crazy? Like I'm really losing it. And, um, I go to the, I remember I was like stumbling towards the closet and then I got this vision of, uh, a galaxy, like a spinning galaxy. And it was spinning one direction and uh, it was red and orange color. And then it kind of stopped, like slowed down and stopped and it started spinning the other direction. Like a galaxy was like a gear or something like that, <laughs> you know, like, and it started spinning the other direction and it turned a uh, dark blue purple color. And uh, when it did that, I got an emotion of smile. Like the galaxy didn't have a face or anything like that but for some reason i felt a smile like this thing smiled at me without a face like it did, you know it's like one of those like acid moments where like you taste the sound or something stupid <laughs> something you know odd like that you know i've been um, in the psychedelic realm more times i can count i weirdly know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah it was like one of those kind of things i'm like oh shit and i'm like i kind of was like damn like am i protected now you know like it was like you know this is that was that god like giving me the thumbs up or something but i'm still like kind of like freaked out but so i at this moment point i'm like damn i must be dreaming you know i'm like trying to convince myself shit i'm dreaming i need to i just need to wake up and everything will be normal again so i climb back into my bed right and i you know get get in there curl up into a ball under the blanket and i'm like i'm never going to open my eyes again uh but as i'm doing that i feel like this that like you're being watched feeling like a, a presence approaching type thing. And um, I feel like, you know, that something's behind me, like come like something's at the, you know, there. And I just like look back like instinctually, you know, like one of those kind of things, like, you know, I just, I just look back. And when I did that, I saw a reptilian type humanoid uh, phase through the door and it phased through the door and then like kind of like like it was on like wheels or something like like hovering you know like hovering forward and then it does like a quarter turn like a soldier and it's staring at me from the foot of my bunk bed and i'm on the top bunk bed you know so i'm like looking at it, it's like they're staring at me and it's kind of like saying hey kid come on you know go go through with this you know 
you know, you're going to, you know, you're no, you know, stuff like that. And, um, or at this point, like, you, you know, most people are like, why you didn't freak out, try to run away and all this kind of stuff. And I, I was at the point where I was so, you know, out there in my head, like mad, like, go, <laughs> like trying to keep my sanity mm-hmm. that I was like, it, if it kills me, it kills me. You know, I'm kind of done with this whole situation. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and, uh, you know, they're like, how could you go back to sleep? And that was me like trying to check out of the, whatever was going on. Like I, that was me, like I'm done, you know, throwing in the towel, essentially. Like, I'm just going to lay down. If you're going to eat me, you're going to eat me. Um, uh, but I remembered, um, seeing its face. So, um, it doesn't look like the lizard type, uh, reptilian like i i use reptilian as like a general term it looked more like a salamander type humanoid which is funny you mentioned that because alchemists have a huge thing with salamanders yeah and i that see i always just use reptilian as a general term until i talked to or i didn't talk to him yet but i heard uh um gary wayne talking about like salamander beings and stuff like that you know who is gary uh the genesis 6 conspiracy and so yeah yeah and um so uh like he's like yeah there's salamander and when he said that i was like oh shit like what i saw looked more like a salamander you know like with the way its head was it wasn't like an iguana or anything like that it was like you know had like a more shapely face like a smooth and it looked amphibious, not uh, cold-blooded. You know, it looked like a, like a, yeah, like an amphibian type being, which makes you think like all the UFOs going into the water and stuff like that. Like maybe there's like an under, there's like an underwater reptilian or I guess amphibian type super race or something. I don't you know. Mentioned I just... that too, because uh, what was the name of the guy who discovered the oceans underneath the ocean? And he said that when he tried to bring the sub down into it, you'd bounce off the surface. So oh, he discovered that. And then two weeks later, he ended up getting into a helicopter crash. So another weird connection. <laughs> you know, like maybe there's, they, you know, that's what they're doing. There's an underwater super city or super civilization, you know. Um, but uh, um, yeah, and, you know, it was basically just like trying to get me to go along with it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm checking out so i go i close my eyes again and go this time i'm like i'm never open my eyes again but that second time i had my eyes closed uh to go back to sleep or whatever i started getting a vision of a uh um like two like human beings like one guy sitting down one guy over his shoulder and they were looking at monitors kind of like in like a nasa control room or something like that you know like uh the apollo 9 missions is a bunch of people looking down at monitors and shit mm-hmm. uh and it also reminds me of uh wizard of oz remember you uh, at the end they pull back the curtain and it's some dude just pulling letters <laughs> you know, running, running a computer program and stuff so it made me think like I, not at the moment at the moment i was like this is weird you know whatever but then you know I, yeah i just i eventually just wake up and when i wake up it's like a time change like i'm just like i'm trying to go to sleep i'm trying to go to sleep and i open my eyes i'm like i'm like i'm like it's it's morning time now and i was like the first thing i thought was i'm alive <laughs> good i'm not dead i jump up run into the uh kitchen you know to tell my family and they're like ah oh, shit you're just having a dream stuff and um uh, you know, of course, I didn't uh, 
know what to do about that. It was kind of that weird feeling where it's like, damn, nobody's going to believe you kind of thing. But three days later, my dad, he's like, Hey, let's go pick up some pizza or something like that. And in the parking lot, he uh, said, Hey, you know, tell me everything you know about what happened. Tell me your experience. And I told it to him and he's like, Oh, that's good. Blah, blah, blah. And um, the, uh, the thing that where I make it maybe think it's like some blue, it was some blue beam experimentation and stuff like that. It's because my dad was, uh, naval, in naval intelligence yeah, and um you know they always say there's connections with that stuff and people with fam- naval intelligence family members and stuff that would make sense too since he's connected to the water of course and that's where you're we're theorizing that the salamander type people could come from oh yeah and um uh so um he's even got a paranormal story that he told me uh it was more he told me before when we were, maybe he told me at that time but then he refreshed it uh uh he passed away recently you know and stuff like that and we we're just kind of like he, he was always like kind of like my paranormal buddy <laughs> we would talk about philosophy and, you know supernatural stuff and things like that and just kind of a deep thinker but uh, uh he said one time well it was it was it would have been a few years before my experience um, he said he woke up in the middle of the night because he heard a noise. He got up and he's going to the door. And he said when he got close to the door, he looked over and say, saw a uh, gray alien standing in the corner of the room. And um, he said it just looks like whatever you would think a gray alien looks like. And um, he he kind of does the same thing I do where he just kind of wakes up. And it's like, oh, that was a weird dream, you know, and gets up and uh, goes um, into the kitchen. Usually, you know, he's you know, this kind of, the kind of guy wakes up like, you know, four o'clock in the morning every day type dude. But, um, it was like, we were already in the kitchen and he comes into the kitchen and he's my younger brother says, I was with you last night, dad. And he's like, kind of like really young, you know, at this point could barely talk and stuff. He said, he don't remember nothing about it, but, um, he goes, uh, I was with you last night, dad. And, um, my dad's like, where? And he points up at the, at the ceiling you know, just points up in the air and says, there. And my dad was like completely shocked. He's like, holy shit, I thought I just had a strange dream and everything like that. But it turns out my son is telling me we were abducted or something. You know, he that's what he concluded, you know, to it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, another experience he had is uh, you know, um shortly before he passed, you know, and he's all brittle, he's bedridden, but he's a tough dude. And one time I uh went to um uh i had to pee real bad we got back from the restaurant so i run inside i'm like oh you gotta pull his chair up and everything like that and he's like you know for him to pull himself in by himself so i run inside real quick when i come outside uh you know open up the garage door he has like this look of shock on his face and it takes him a second to say it but he says that as he was getting out of the truck and he was falling he said a force grabbed him and pulled him back onto his chair and stuff like that and he, he thought it was me still standing there. He looks around, nobody's behind him. And then he see, that's when he sees me like opening like the garage door and coming out and stuff. And um, so um, what makes this weird too is because, uh, um, uh, you know, shortly before he passed, I remember, you know, because I was kind of like his caretaker, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, he, I was walking by him and he kind of like, I remember he grabbed my arm you know, reached out and grabbed my arm. He just, I'm like, oh, what's going on? He looks at me and says, it took me to the moon. 
I'm like, what? He's like, they took me to the moon. He's like, I guess they, some people, some human beings, because yeah, he said they were humans, but um, he said they took him um, from his deathbed somehow, made him like healthy or something like that, like able to walk and move around from his deathbed. Um, they made him watch a bunch of videos. They took him and he had to watch vid, you know, like YouTube videos, basically, essentially, and like, uh, not not YouTube videos, but you know what I mean, like different kinds of videos about like cultures and things like that of, of these different, you know, races and stuff. And then he, they told him a bunch of things. And then he, after like a, he said it took like a few hours. They took him up, and you know, this he could barely talk, so he didn't go into like so much details, you know. Mm-hmm. But he says after that they took him up. Uh, he basically, yeah, they went up to the moon, and he said uh, behind the moon is like a giant base. It's like when they went around the moon and he's like, it's just like a huge like city. There's like lights everywhere and things like that, you know, like a satellite base. It's like a death star or something. (laughs) And um, so he goes into it, um, you know, they they fly into it. uh, And he said they they essentially uh, just gave him a tour of the of the, the some base in the moon. And um, I was trying to ask him what the stuff looked like, and he said he couldn't explain it, but he's like, it's cool. And, and so, <laughs> so, you know, because he's kind of on his deathbed, you know, he's, it's cool. But, uh, but uh, the one thing he really tried to, the one point about it that he really tried to get across to me was um, he said he was walking down one corridor or something like that, and um, there was a dude looking at his tablet because he, he was trying to get me to – He's like, what's those things that people look down on the computers, you know? And I was like, tablet. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He said the dude was just looking down at the tablet, and uh, him, my dad, my dad made uh, eye contact, and he said the guy, uh, as they were making eye contact, two tall giant like aliens, like great, like tall white grays or whatever aliens, they uh, walk by the dude, like you know, like they're doing something else or whatever. And the guy, the guy never averts his eyes from my dad and looks at the aliens. He just looks at my dad and just goes back down, does whatever he's doing. Like he's seen these things. Like it's normal. It's like it's normal to him. It's like whatever. He's like he's more concerned about what my dad is doing than what the aliens around him are doing. You know. And um, that he said that's his message was don't be afraid. He's like you know kind of like if it eventually kind of like happens and, and stuff like that happens, he says don't don't be afraid. so from his stories and then that reptilian salamander type thing that you saw do you think that they're all they're different races that would work together or do you think that they're somehow the same race and that they like maybe project like an an idea of like a tall gray because that's what we'd be the most comfortable with seeing yeah i mean it could be like shape-shifting like dimensional entities or something like that but maybe also different species of 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 aliens because Somebody made a point like with um, with us, you know, being uh, primates, you know, there's not too much separating us from a primate. So on, the, on that other end, I could see, uh, you know, an upright version of, a, of, you know, like just like with the Egyptians, they got the dog people, they got the, you know, the alligator people. You know, It's just essentially uh, if those animals have a spine like us and they walk up bipedal and that's where uh, the whole uh pentagram thing is the whole uh five-pointed star you know the two arms the two legs and then the the head that's just like the perfect shape for a sentient being but you know i've also heard that there's uh you know uh mantis beings 
there's smoke being, you know, the, 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 the shadow beings and all different kinds of stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, for, for it, for human beings to be the only type of life form out there just seems like un, unrealistic to me, to be honest. <laughs> like, so do you think like, they're all related then? Cause uh, I personally had shadow people experiences too. Do you think that they all are some form of extraterrestrial being, or do you think that they're more interdimensional beings from, from your experience? Yeah, I think it kind of just depends on the conscious level. Like, for instance, like, I believe animals have spirits and things like that, but they can't maybe travel through different realities like we can because we're more uh, heightened in our conscious level, our, aware- our awareness of, of what reality really is and stuff like that. Except cats. Cats can see through dimensions, man. I swear to God. Yeah. If there's any animal in the entire world, cats are always... Like, I have a lot of psychedelic stories where I started seeing some weird shit, and then my cats all look in that same direction and act like they're seeing some weird shit. Like, <laughs> there's one particular yeah. time I uh, I smoked a little bit of DMT, and if it was any more, I wouldn't have been able to stand up. It was kind of like that, that key amount. And I'm sitting there, and then I notice that my cats are looking at my pillowcase, and I look over at my pillowcase, and I start seeing a geometric pattern appear. <clears throat> and then there's, like, the, the best way to describe it is, you know, like, the Japanese demons, how they're very colorful? Yeah, mm-hmm. It looks like that, but it's all like sacred geometry patterns. And it didn't seem like evil, like a demon. So I kind of hate using that terminology, but the best way to describe it is like a colorful Japanese demon. And it kind of did this like come here gesture and then kind of faded out into the pillow. So I've always wondered too, if that kind of stuff is connected too, because uh, I've had a lot of psychedelic experiences where they remind me of my dream traveling experiences. Um, and it was kind of like that feeling you were saying earlier, where it's like a feeling of like being watched, but you can't see anybody around you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, um, that the dream reality, the spiritual reality is is more true than the uh, physical reality, because even though um, even though we sleep, our conscious is still aw- is awake, you know, so this is, you know, you could just see it as two different types of reality. And, and but the because even though our I really do believe, you know, that death isn't the end and that when we die, we're just in that other reality (laughs) that, you know, we're just in the, we become one with the universe, you know, in a way, some Star Wars shit. (laughs) So do you think when like people pass away, then uh, you are able to ascend into whatever they happen to be in? And that's why your dad was having experiences with these beings when he was on his deathbed is because uh, they knew that he was about to come and, like, you know, be with them almost. Like, not like a heavy yeah. kind of concept, but, like, our consciousness is, like, recycled into the universe. That's kind of, like, what my belief system's kind of built around. Yeah, I can't really um, say to that because he could have just, it could have just been some crazy morphine trip, you know, because <laughs> all of that stuff. But uh, what makes it weird with my dad is, um, you know, you know, I've had Green Beret colonels telling me, oh, you should have seen your dad in the Vietnam days stuff like that and uh there's a movie called uh, smoking aces 2 assassin's ball um where the character in that name in that movie uh steve i can't remember his name but uh there you know there's a character in there uh walter weed and uh he's in a wheelchair and my dad ends up in a wheelchair and stuff like that but the guy's supposedly like a logistics guy like you know behind a desk put you know desk jockey but in reality he's a part of like a uh, black ops uh elite black ops unit and my dad at his funeral you know they he was a uh they did you know the whole they do the whole flag thing Mm -hmm. 
So instead of uh, one flag per deceased veteran, um, they presented two flags. Um, they, before the funeral happened, the funeral lady came up. She's like, who's the flag go to? We picked my youngest sister because she's in the military too. And uh, so, um, you know, the thing happens, the guy, they do the flag thing and the guy presents the flag to my mom. But she's all like, you know, going crazy, crying. So I'm like, I'm just kind of head down and stuff. And then he goes, turns around and picks up the other flag that's on the podium. And he picks up the flag and goes to my sister who's on my left of me. She's like right next to me. And uh, she's in, he kneels down, says the words to her and all that kind of stuff and uh, gives her the flag. And when he salutes her, I look, I look at him and just, you know, out of curiosity, I just kind of look at his stuff, his pendants and things like that. And I saw the eagle and the trident. And I was like, holy crap, this guy's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> and um, uh, my dad was not a Navy SEAL. Like he personally told me he uh, rung the bell and stuff like that, you know. Um, but yeah, so my dad was not a Navy SEAL, but at his funeral, a Navy SEAL presented two flags to my family instead of the protocol of one per deceased veteran. And uh, I've Googled it and I've done all kinds of looking it up and it, it, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> that's supposed to be like, you know, not real. You know, it's, I'm supposed to be lying to everybody, but there was over a hundred witnesses there. And lots of people saw it and they were asking me afterwards, like what that was about. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's just a secret ops thing maybe that uh, it's yeah. something that's not on the books because maybe if somebody's involved in secret ops, that's kind of like the, you know, the, the, the standpoint that they do when those types of people pass away. Or have there been any other documented stories of known people that are special ops that have gotten two flags? No, I've never, I've uh, never heard anything about it. And I've contact, I've messaged people about it and stuff like that. And you know, I've been on a bunch of different podcasts, and I know how serious seals take their <laughs> their stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, because I remember uh, my dad who worked at Pig Weekly at one point. Long story, but uh, they in there, he was like the employee of the month and. Uh, they uh, kind of said he was like a Navy SEAL and they called my dad up. They found my dad and called him up. They're like, Hey, you saying you're Navy SEAL and blah, blah. My dad kind of talked to him and they're like, Oh yeah, well that's cool and stuff. But you know, that's our own thing. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell him this. I was a Navy SEAL. I just kind of said, so, you know, whatever, but they're like, it, it, they squared it out. My dad, my dad's, you know, but uh, that's, that's how serious they take it. It was in just some, little you know piggly wiggly newspaper or something like that from back in the day and they don't want people they don't take that shit lightly so i'm i've said it on multiple podcasts you know i've messaged out other high level people because um i had the honor to see uh black hawk down in theaters before it was released to the public and stuff like that and uh, you know just things it was just always like stuff like that and uh so and then get the two whole two flag thing um happening um and him telling before Hayden passing he tells me the story about taking getting taken to the moon so it makes me wonder is this some sort of a other you know top you know above top secret type shit going on or something i don't know did he ever end up telling you any stories by chance about anything that he did in the military yeah, he, he would tell me um, certain things and stuff like that, but he never really like went into details. You know, he'd have he'd have his little stories, but you know, he wouldn't really tell me about too much stuff. Yeah. Was there any stories that he did tell you that you kind of struck as odd? 
uh the one the one paranormal like there's well there's um yeah uh was he said one time and i'm not you know i guess you know it's one of those kind of things i'm not supposed to talk about what he's always to say but um so he was watching over a base and uh he said they're watching some base or whatever and he said all of a sudden he sees a ufo take off from the base and just fly off and you know they're all on the radio damn you see that shit yeah you see that my dad's like i don't see shit i don't know what you're talking about man i don't, I don't see nothing and uh so you know because he knows that even though you're out there on your own there are still people listening to your what you're talking about you know you're all you're being listened on and so whenever they were able to you know get off the mic they did, you know got off the mic thing and he's like hey you didn't see anything you know he's like if people come up and talk to you and stuff you didn't see shit and he's like you know and uh they said that's my dad said that's what happened you know the suits came up hey what you see out there <laughs> no i didn't see nothing i don't know what to talk about I didn't, uh, you know yeah yeah you better you better say that <laughs> is it like men in black type people as he described it yeah maybe like yeah that's what you know some high, you know you could tell some dudes like came out you know it was like questioning them and stuff like that about what he saw i was joking on one of my other podcasts saying that i believe that the men in black are almost like uh like an interdimensional, you know, like government agency, but they're not necessarily like U.S. government, but they are some ty- type of interdimensional type thing because they always seem to pop up when there's Bigfoot, anything like that. Almost like if there's like a gate that opens and stuff gets through that they almost have to be like the cleanup people. And that's why when people see them and they see them in recordings, they're just like, they look human-like, but they're not human-like. They're kind of they're kind of weird, but not even like military broke down because, you know, some people will go through the military and almost become like a machine. Where they're still obviously mm-hmm. a person, but they'll seem just like off. Like it's like a whole other different level of off that people experience when they see these men in black type people, or people, you know, in air quotations that they're actually people who fucking knows. <laughs> yeah, and he, and another thing he told me that was uh, kind of odd thinking about it now uh, was about uh, he said that they had him put on these, I guess, to like desensitize to the violence or something like that. He there was this thing where they were like putting goggles, they're like making him on these like video goggles you know and they were showing him like images of like you know puppies and kittens and you know kids playing you know and stuff like that like lovable wholehearted stuff so it made me think like maybe in between that where they showing him like fucked up you know some sort of like mk ultra programming type stuff you know like a quick flash of something extremely violent that you don't even catch it almost like uh that thing from fight club he puts like yeah little clip within the main clip and then you don't notice it but you feel like you saw something mm-hmm. so uh that was i remember that being kind of weird and you know when he said that just thinking back about it but yeah so um that was you know that was a strange thing but also uh in high school uh and this would have been you know my dad passed away recently and stuff like that like a, you know a few years ago but um in high school, I'm 36 now, but in high school, I was about 16, 15. Uh, I was in some sort of class. I don't know if it was math class, but a uh, dude sits down and he's talking to me and we're just chit-chatting. He's like, man, I, I could tell you got the light and stuff like that. You know, you got light or whatever. And um, he shows me this number thing. And when he shows me the number thing, he asked me what I think about it. And I said, wow, you know, if numbers express the physical universe like explain then 
it clearly shows that there's a balance to it that like um everything isn't just some random happening that there's a balance and law to the physical universe so uh yeah he um i said oh yeah you know this this clearly shows that there's a god he's like yeah that's the that's that's a good answer you know he's like that's a good answer and blah blah blah. and he says hey you should think about being a freemason and i'm like what's a freemason and he goes oh it's a brotherhood and um you know uh, you know like my you know kind of people you know top-notch people and so he's uh and and it's weird because i was i was i was terrible at school you know i had horrible grades <laughs> but um this was another 16 year old uh, kid by the way yeah another young kid and he actually said he was uh demolay he was like uh you know which is the junior freemasons it's what like this uh disney was and everything like that uh which which it's named after uh jock demolay the you know the last leader of the templar that got burned on the stake and whatever and so, um, uh, yeah, uh, but he was basically saying, yeah, you know, do better in school, get your grades up and, and try to be, a, you know, when you're 18 or whatever, you try to be a Freemason. And so he wasn't telling me, hey, you're in the club. It was more like, hey, try it, you know, go down that path and, you know, work towards it. it makes the club and, seem exclusive if you have to work to get it rather than them pulling you in. I've heard this whole concept that it makes people more interested in being in an organization if they don't seem like they're that interested in actually having them, it's more like, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to come, you know, maybe we can figure it out, but you know, we're, we're, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so he's telling me, and then I remember a female classmate, she sits down and I start telling her what he showed me. And she's like, I don't care about numbers. <laughs> it's like, she said, I don't care about that shit. And I'm like, all right. And, and he just, he, he was upset about that. And he's like, Hey man, you know, that's that's uh that's for the elect few you know that's secret stuff you know what i mean that's supposed to be you know you're supposed to not share that with people it's supposed to be a higher knowledge type thing you know meant for who it's meant for and um i was like well if it involves god i'm gonna tell you know to whoever you know i'm gonna share it with people i ain't swore no oaths and he you know i do remember him kind of saying like you know if you're not with us you're you're a nobody and stuff like that and uh um and I, you know it's like I don't, but so the number thing what he did is he drew out uh zero through nine like zero one two three four five six seven eight nine and then he said the uh kingdom of god is within so he says to you know to find the kingdom of god we have to look within and stuff like that so basically he's like if this is a physical universe we're going to look within it and, and see what happens so he goes we're going to add outside to inside so uh like a rainbow, you know, connecting nine plus zero equals nine, eight plus one equals nine, uh, seven, two, nine, and then uh, six, three, nine, five, four, nine. And it creates uh, five nines. And he says, okay, so this is the, this is the most high, you know, cause you can't go, you can't go above, you know, the maximum nines, you know, that's, that's essentially like the, the highest point that it just consent that it's endless power, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's the alpha. So he says, now all we can do is go down from here. So uh, he subtracted outside from inside. And when he did that, it's, uh, it creates 97531, which are the odd numbers. And he's, you know, like odd and uh, positive energy. And then also uh, this is Adam, you know, from 
you know, this is man essentially, right? The nine seven five three one, the male energy. Um, and then he says, okay, so uh, now we have to create Eve essentially. And so uh, if you subtract the five nines from nine seven five three one, it creates zero uh, two four six eight, or the even numbers. And uh, the even numbers are uh, feminine energy, you know. Um, so now we have Adam, we have, uh, or we have God, we have uh, the Alpha, we have the Most High, we have Adam, and we have uh, Eve. And then if we subtract all three, uh, that becomes uh, five zeros. And that's the Omega, you know, that's all, that's the low, the low, you know, the seed, you know, the, the void, mm -hmm. the place of creation. So if you put those together, you'll have five uh, nines as a, at the top, uh, nine, seven, five, three, one below that zero, two, four, six, eight below that. And then five zeros below that, and that uh, it creates a number block. And if you look at that number block closely, you'll notice that the on the outside end, you have the nines and the zeros connected in like a U. And it's in the shape of like a horseshoe magnet where you were the five, ni five nines and then you have one nine below creates the uh, polar end of the uh, magnet. And then you have the five, uh, five zeros at the bottom and then the other zero above, you know, the top left uh, creating there. And that creates the South Pole, the horseshoe magnet. So the 7531 and the 2468 within is the energetic of, uh, uh, effect of those two forces. Um, so that the number block, right, it add, actually adds up to 90. And, uh, you know, another interesting thing about it is uh, the five nines is 45, which, you know, we know about the 45th president and everything like that is coming about and, and um, so this, this, uh, number block, what it's essentially showing is, you know, the, there's balance in law to the universe and things like that. And, uh, it's essentially like proof of mathematical proof of, uh, you know, the higher power of the universe, you know, what the law is because it, we didn't really do anything with the numbers. We just broke down the numbers, which is what the physical universe, and it shows us this pattern and, to go deeper, you know, there's a lot that that goes into it. For instance, the seven five three one and the two four six eight. If you add those numbers up, which is the magnetic effect of the universal forces, that creates a uh, thirty six. It adds up to thirty six. Two eighteens, like we got, you know, we got into in the beginning. <laughs> so um, there goes the three six nine. That's what he's ex expressing with the three six nine. And stuff like that it goes into the 369 and i also it also forms uh geometrical patterns and stuff like that like with uh there's another thing but it's it it's a little bit more into the visual i'll have to show you some you know send those pictures maybe we'll do a go deeper into it another episode or something like that the number stuff and how it breaks in it breaks into the directions of, you know the numbers of the directions um breaks into the uh, elements, you know, like fire, earth, water, air, um, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that comes out to it. And another thing too is, um, um, yeah, it, it's one of those kind of things. It's, it's almost like a lecture, you know what I mean? If I, if I end up, you know, I'm sure the listeners is like, what the hell? 
I'm sure I'm going to try to see if I can add that number block you were explaining as the cover art too. So if anybody was curious about what he was explaining, hopefully I'll have that as the cover art. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's basically what he taught me, but um, just one day, like, you know, cause I started getting to the conspiracy stuff, but just a few years ago and it was around, you know, when my dad was on his, you know, passing away, you know, cause I remember it was around that time I was taking care of him. Uh, I started, was like, I was like, shit, like, some dude was telling me to like be a Freemason and he showed me this number thing. I was like, and it was just one of those kind of things. I just kind of put it on the shelf and every once in a while, someone would be like, Hey, numerology and things like that. I'd be like, Hey, yeah, I remember this dude showed me this like numerology thing. And I would just, you know, show it to people. But I never thought much of it until a few years ago. I'm like, you know what, what else is, you know, what's the story behind this number thing? And I started digging deeper into it and I was like, Oh shit. It was like, oh damn, okay. It breaks out into all this other kinds of stuff. Like, it goes into like stuff from the Bible and thing, you know. And it's you know the God code essentially. <laughs> but um, so where it's weird is um, you know, with the it breaks down to like the sigil of Mercury and there's stuff like that and uh, goes into this like crop circle. But basically, I thought, okay, so this number, this guy showed me this number stuff randomly. But when I break it down, like, you know, I started learning about Gematria because of the Q stuff. Um, turns Anybody out. Anybody that like, doesn't know, if you don't mind explaining that, I'd appreciate it. Oh, it's like taking the letters and like basically A is one, B is two, and C is three, and so on and so on. And then it's like the, the number value of words. like, And it's, and it's a Kabbalistic uh, practice, you know, and stuff. And and honestly, like the number of stuff, it breaks out and it actually breaks out into the tree of life. <laughs> like just using numbers, you can create the geometrical pattern for the tree of life. And um, so uh, they take real, you know, value into numbers and words and letters and things like that. There's power to that into them, you know, these occultists and stuff like that. So my uh, name, I looked it up in a little geometria calculator thing and it breaks out into uh 216 uh uh you know it breaks out into a bunch of like masonic patterns without getting too deep because this number of stuff like for the listeners it's you know i'll have to you know it's better if you get visuals so you can kind of fall you know so your eye you know they always say the eyes is the best way to learn you know to visually see it and stuff yeah, we'll definitely have to do a future episode uh, where I do this as a video cast and we break down the numbers. So everybody that's interested in that, expect that that will be a video cast by then. Yeah, and, um, you know, I'll definitely make it look, you know, presentable. <laughs> Usually it's just, I just kind of scribble it together. But I yeah, The scribbles are fine, though, if you explain it as you're doing it. Like, the scribbles will start making sense. So it's all good, man. Yeah, I'd like to have a, you know, it where people who aren't super, super into the occult stuff, you can still get an idea of what I'm, of where, why this thing is significant and why they kind of don't really want people knowing about it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's some weird, like it breaks down to like 216 is, you know, a six times six times six cube is 216. You know, it's a Metatron's cube and all that kind of stuff. So it made me think like, damn, was this this the reason why I didn't join the uh, I didn't try to join the Freemasons or any kind of secret society or anything like that is because 
I was like, that's the fucking alien things trying to fucking snatch me. <laughs> you know, it's another it's another way to throw that noose around your neck, you know, or you're supposed to be in this community doing this kind of stuff, not the not the other community. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they do is, you know, it's it's concealing power. Uh, it's concealing uh, knowledge, this kind of knowledge and understandings for power. And it's it's like it's like keeping they're you know essentially they're like look not everyone can understand this stuff because people are wicked and they'll use this higher understanding for evil deeds and it's like yeah you guys in those secret societies that are keeping all that knowledge to yourself you know they they and that's what it is you know um so um i swore no oaks or anything like that and you know they told it to me you know so i'm sharing it it is what it is you know if people get it encounters with them since uh since the time you're 16 oh yeah um i've uh one time downtown i had a dude run up to me and say hey do you know the widow's son like you need his help or something like that and then i've had um uh you know uh, uh one time uh doing business with in the pool work and stuff like that some guy comes up he kind of shakes my hand like leans in and he like whispers whispers to my ear do you know the widow's son and i'm like what the fuck are people keep saying this shit to me and I, uh, you know, I look it up, and it has to do with the Freemasons. It's some sort of like, I guess, whatever way I stand and do something, I look like a Freemason. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't so know. Is that like be... they're asking if you are a Freemason? Is that what? That's yeah, supposed to be? yeah, they're they're asking for help. It's like a Freemason uh, call of uh, a, you know, hey, you uh, you want us? <laughs> <Type thing, laughs> like you know, or... handshake, but yeah, but verbal. <laughs> like a verbal hey do you need uh we need help it, because there's a story behind it where uh americans were stranded on a on a boat shore and they were uh masons and they were doing the this because there's a hand there's a thing you're supposed to do with your hands and a german u-boat captain who was a mason too he he, he saw that they were doing this stress call and he let them live he didn't fire on them he told the ship to turn around because even though they're on opposing sides of the war. The brotherhood is above all of it, you know? <laughs> I've heard that through a lot of stuff that people would take the oath and it goes above everything, it goes above country, it goes above family. Like that's that's your main focus over everything once you join. So yeah. Yeah, you, you completely like avoid confrontation or anything over it just because you know somebody else is in that brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, so but that and you know i looked up i guess my family's i had family like uh you know in the masons and stuff like that but i think that's with a lot of people you know like your grandpa and stuff like that yeah, especially um, when it was more rampant back uh in the early when was that like 1940s around that time and earlier where they're a lot more out in the open about all of this kind of stuff where now it's a lot more of a i feel like a hidden society more so than it used to be because everybody at one point i feel like was a freemason <laughs> yeah like uh just like with the simpsons episodes you know they're really showing that you know in those episodes whenever they'd go to the moose lodge or whatever it is yep saying everybody knows the simpsons with uh putting out information they always get stuff on point like a couple months before it happens like if anybody in the animation industry is connected to something like that i guarantee you it's uh the writers of the simpsons and my thing is, I'm not trying to hate on all the Freemasons and things like that. Like, I've, I'm not one of those kind of people like, oh, they're the they're ruling the world and blah, 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 and, and all their symbols and things like that. You know, like 
they didn't come up with a lot of those symbols. Like that's just stuff that's been around. They just use, <laughs> you know, it's a universal stuff, you know? I mean, it's just like anything too, where not everybody in the same organization has the same intentions. Like each lodge could have individual intentions. Some of them may be good. Some of them may be bad. So you kind of have to look at it from like a broader spectrum like that too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I don't think they're, it's more of just like they're throwing that out there in the psyop form to get everyone to look at them while the other really, really, you know, hardcore evil secret societies are like, Oh, don't look at us. <laughs> you know? That's almost a conspiracy all in itself. What if the Freemasons are actually the uh, quote, good guys. And uh, you know, they're just trying to keep private so that they're not overtaken by the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they yeah. Made, we're made to look at them. Like they're actually the bad guys, but they're realistically the good guys. Like who fucking knows, man. Maybe, maybe in the beginning, but I do feel just like with everything, they were corrupted, you know? Yeah, everything starts from a good place, and it only takes one one person coming in that has evil intentions, and they can completely corrupt an entire organization from the inside out. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, and it can, like, if you were going to go biblical, you know, King Solomon, it could happen to the wisest man in the world. <laughs> Power you know? corrupts indefinitely. Yeah, don't matter how smart you think you are. And I think that's the problem with maybe a, a lot of these secret societies, you know, like, uh, you know, they think they're, you know, like the whole great reset, like Carl Swab and all these kind of people. Like I try to show people like they're not doing, they're not doing this stuff and thinking, ha ha ha, I'm taking over the world and I'm evil and stuff. They're doing this thinking they're helping us, you know, it's like a twisted, I'm, you know, I'm doing this for your own good type weird psycho mentality <laughs> dude i mean it's true though because through almost everything the bad guy doesn't perceive himself as the bad guy he perceives himself as the good guy so mm -hmm. it's all a matter of perspective just like anything in life yeah then that's you know the that's where i feel like uh they want people focused on the black and white so nobody's paying attention to the gray areas which is yeah. where the truth lies <laughs> that's why they're polarizing everybody because they know the truth's within the middle yeah and that creates that uh you know, triangle again, you know, that holy trinity, you know, the three, six, nine. And everybody's making the two bottoms, but they're not getting to that point that's up in the middle. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, that's the whole thing about, you know, like they say about doing the shadow work and, and stuff like that. Like, you don't want to live in the darkness, but you have to be aware of it. So, you know, it makes, you know, it's, it's a sad one of those kind of things. You don't want to dwell in the negativity, but then, understanding it makes you appreciate the positive a whole lot more <laughs> that's what i was going to say is that if there isn't a good there can't be a bad if there's not a happy then there can't be a sad because you have no point of comparison everything would just be neutral at that point so but i don't know how much time you have um but we can start wrapping up here unless you got some more information you'd like to to share with the listeners Oh yeah, I don't want to you know go into the numbers too much because I I know that messes with people's heads. But when, with the visuals and different expressions of it, it'll make for people who's really you know, hey, what's all this? What why are they into the numbers and the symbols? It'll kind of show you know how how that goes in, and it, just like with everything, it seems so complicated at first until you understand it. And it's like, damn, it's so simple. <laughs> you know? Do you have any any other ones that you could? Uh verbally explain uh that might be interesting to kind of give people a little bit more of a sneak peek into what's coming in the future um this is this is one but it doesn't have to do uh with it per se and in, in a different way but 1776 right the year of the illuminati 
the year, you know, America's independence and stuff like that, right? If you take in an esoteric kind of algebraic type way, you take uh, 1776 and divide it by duality, which is two, five times, which is perfection of, you know, the man, the, the pentagram or the pentacle. Uh, and that's uh, triple eight. 1776 divided by two is 888. And then again, 444. Uh, 222111 and then uh, 55.5. So now we have this like as above, so below expression, right? Because the Washington Monument is 555 feet, uh, or is, yeah, 555 feet tall. And then also uh, it spreads out uh, 111 feet at the base. So it's like 666. And it's also uh, a phallic symbol if you look at it from above, because you have like the two rings going around and kind of connecting. And, and it, if you look at it from above, it's like a penis going into a vagina. <laughs> 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 you know, the whole sex matter thing, but also. Yeah, I was going to from- say there's a whole dark side of that stuff. It's not just a giant dick joke. Like there's a there's a whole realm of occult sex magic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, from Lincoln's perspective right and you know there's that pool of water and you're looking at the washington monument now this 555 foot tall uh, building from the other perspective in the in the mirror realm right as it goes into the you know the reflection of the water that would now go down into the 55.5 so it's just kind of like that as above so below like kind of like uh expression there like 1776 you know for just some random number you know it's there there's that deeper synchronicity to it with the uh angel numbers breaking how it breaks down its angel numbers like that through through like a esoteric algebra (laughs) honestly the more i experience in life the more i feel like there's no such thing as random numbers (laughs) yeah definitely there was a you know it's a it's that's what I say. It's not necessarily the numbers. It's the patterns. It's that energy that's 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 on that frequency. You know, that's trying to express you. Because one 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 is just uh, the symbols we use to express. You know that that triple singularity or the triple double. You know, it's putting a name on something that's intangible that you can't like, just so that you can describe it to somebody else. That's what it comes down to. It doesn't actually mean anything within that word it's just what people chose to call something that already existed so like yeah like for instance uh we see an ancient something written out in ancient mathematics or some sort of futuristic alien type mathematics to them they would look at our stuff like it was weird the same way we look we look at their symbols that like it's weird but at the deepest core it's saying the same thing you know, the, the patterns are the same, no matter what the symbol is. And that's even in the dream world, even our dream world is affected by the laws of mathematics, no matter how crazy the dream is, right? It's still under the laws of mathematics, except for the darkness, the, the, the void, right? The void is the, the only thing that dances co- uh, side by side with the mathematical universe. Um, and that's why I feel like shadow beings, um, the way that the reason why they're taking shape is because they come from the world absent of math and they're coming into the mathematical world. So they have to take a shape 
to express themselves. But <laughs> when you look at them, they're still this complete, you know, the darkest of dark, you know, but yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's one, you know, that's a little teaser <laughs> how deep it goes, you know? <laughs> so have you, uh, I have a guest coming on the show soon. His name is here. Hold on a second. Let me grab the book and I'll show you it actually. His name is uh, Mike Ricks, Rick Secker. Uh, he wrote A Walk in the Shadows. Oh, crap. You can't really see with the camera. I'll show you it afterwards. Right. But uh, I don't know if you've read that book, but you, you might be interested in that as far as like shadow people go. Because he talks about that concept where he believes that they take the shape of something that they know exists within this realm. So like if they, you know, saw like a person, say, in the 1800s or whatever, they'll take like the, the shape of that person. But it won't be defined because they can't make it defined. It'll just be like the outline or silhouette of something that they're trying to use to manifest themselves. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And, I, you know, that goes and makes me think about the whole hat man thing. You know, have you heard about that? Yeah, I was going to say, he actually talks about that. In the book too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, like check it out. Overseer of the other shadow people, almost like they have like mm -hmm. more power and more of like an aura to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy man yeah that, that 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 uh it makes me wonder like yeah it is that like just how the leader decided to look at you know he's like damn i like this dude i like the whole top hat look <laughs> and then uh he was also talking about like crap what was it crawlers were another one where they were like things that would like move really fast and then he was also talking about ones that had eyes and that they had kind of like their own agenda like aside from all the other different shadow people and they've been like known to kind of like follow specific people and specific people see them. Yeah. I've actually, uh, one of my co-hosts, he, uh, has a story about seeing like red eyes, like a dark entity with red eyes, like looking at him through his window or something. Actually, speaking of that too, I have, uh, an exclusive that I never really added into my story before. Um, mm -hmm. I've told this story multiple times, but I always thought it was kind of crazy. So I didn't want to add it in there, even in this community. But now that I'm starting to come into this community, I realize that there's more of a connection than I realized with my dream experiences when I was a kid. And uh, I always kind of tell the story and say that I'd see like dark shadows moving on the walls around me and stuff when I had sleep paralysis, but I wouldn't uh, like be able to like really see what they were. But the one thing that I did always make out was a green set of eyes that were watching from a distance within like the dark mist shadow. So now I'm wondering if that's also connected in all this kind of stuff too, where there's I have like my own connection into this kind of stuff. Like I've been also being watched by these things also. Yeah. And, and it's, it's strange, man. Cause I've, I've actually been having that same, like uh, I've met a bunch of people with kind of similar stories as mine, but with different like expressions of it, you know, like with the green eyes and stuff like that. Like um, I've had, uh, you know, uh, I've had people tell me that the green represents the abyss and you know, it's kind of like showing people who are able to, you know, abyss walkers are able to go into the, uh, you know, into the magical dream world, you know, and, and you know, do things, you know, like. Also funny you say that, because if you've ever heard my story, too, I talk about how I always felt like something was watching me, waiting for me to do something. And whenever I would try to like even more even now, like after all these experiences when I was younger, um, I'll leave a light on in front of where I'm sleeping and I'll try to use that as like my way of being able to stay half awake as I'm falling asleep so that I can become aware that I'm in a dream. But yeah. when I do that, it's like the dream goes into like hyperdrive and I can't control anything in it. Like, like there's still like, like I have like a means of doing it, but I wonder why like the dream goes into hyperdrive. Like in this one particular dream that I've told the story of a couple of times, uh, I was in the bathroom 
And I noticed that I was dreaming. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to start learning how to control stuff. So as I go to do that, all the walls drop down and I start shooting through space at a super fast rate. And that's like probably one of my biggest internal fears. I don't know how else to explain it, but when I used to do like things where I put on like the VR headset and it would like fly you to the planets, like I'd have like a mini panic attack in my head. So like I started freaking the fuck out and I'm like, no, 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 no. Time to wake up. All right. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> yeah, man, but It's funny that, yeah, you mentioned the green eyed ones and people like that. Cause now I, I kind of wonder if they're, I always felt like that watching me experience because they were trying to see what I was going to do and if I was going to be able to figure out how to control that kind of shit. But the also weird part is I used to have that for a while and I'd always know that I had it because I'd get sleep paralysis directly after, but I still get sleep paralysis randomly, but I don't really remember my dreams. Every once in a while, I remember a really vivid dream, but I still get the sleep paralysis. So I almost wonder if I did figure that shit out and then I just can't remember it when I wake up and come back because my dreams are like, best way to describe it's like sand falling through your fingers like you're trying to grasp to remember it and it just goes and disappears because i can remember it for the first like 10 seconds i'm awake and then it instantly is like gone because uh it might be one of those kind of things where there are certain understandings that when we come into the physical world don't seem uh, plausible so they're kind of like you know they're not really thought of and you know that's i feel like that might be why it's hard to hold on to dreams is because there's certain uh deeper there's a deeper intelligence to it that that doesn't really mesh with the the physical survival instinct reality you know (laughs) so uh another weird question for more so personal but do they say any other things that they figured out about the green eyes or the symbolism behind green um just uh you know it's also with the heart chakra you know green um is the heart chakra and everything like that and also um uh, earth you know green is um heart like earth and heart and stuff like that heart heart track a green planet and also um uh in the bible it says something like around the throne of god is like an emerald you know mm-hmm. emeralds are green so <laughs> there's yeah there's a whole bunch to the whole uh, green symbolism thing you know it sounds like like a drug-induced thing but i guess this is the best way to describe it is that when i think of people that I know, I remember them associated with a color, which sounds kind of weird. And as I've looked into the colors, they seem to be things that represent those people's personalities. So I kind of view it more like, uh, so it doesn't sound as crazy and out there to people, but you know how bees can see ultraviolet light and that's how they know which flowers to pollinate. I feel like people also kind of give off like an aura, but it's only certain people can pick up on it. And it's not that it's not there because it happens throughout nature. It's just that like we can't perceive it because our eyes can, can't really see shit as far as like the spectrum goes. Like I, I always think of people with colors. And I also, when I think of myself, it was associated with a color and I always associate it with green, which would be also be weird because that would be the eye, same color eyes that I felt like were watching me. And I'd always notice them when I had sleep paralysis, like kind of off in the distance, but not enough that I was like, yeah, that's definitely a person or anything like that. It was more like within a shadow, I would see eyes, but before I started podcasting, I kind of started like noticing my aura change. What I thought of myself and I thought of it more of like a blue. And then when Mm -hmm. I looked into that, I realized that's also like the throat chakra where it's like, you know, power within your voice. So it's kind of weird that I felt my aura changing. And then all of a sudden I had this calling to do podcasting because I wasn't even thinking about podcasting at the time that I told her that my, I started feeling more like my aura was blue. And then Mm -hmm. like a month later, I had this quick setup where I messaged Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy and basically said, I want to learn how to podcast. Can I be a co-host on a show? And he said, how about I have you on as a guest? And I was like, all right, whatever. So 
I uh, ended up throwing my podcast together, got my logo, got all my first couple episodes done, all that shit. So I had this like quick calling to it. And it's just one of those things that if there's anything in my life that I feel like I have had a quick pickup calling to, it's definitely this. So it's kind of weird that, like I said, I noticed that color and that everything changed. And I also noticed another thing about me where I was a big conspiracy theorist and I'd always be talking, people wouldn't really listen to me. But now I kind of feel more power within my voice. And it's weird that people actually listen to me. So I, I deeply believe in these like aura colors and having connections to different personalities and different types of people. Yeah. And it was, and at the heart with the green and everything like that. Right. Like I feel like uh, going into back to my experience is we're in that like green uh, color vibe because that's where you have to be true to your heart. There's no, you're, you're either for power and greed or you're for the greater good. You know, it was like, I couldn't, that the whole thing where I couldn't keep thoughts hidden. I couldn't lie and scheme and do anything like that in my head. You know, I couldn't be tricky. I had to be purely honest. And I feel like that's where the green reality is to see like how, you know, where are you going to go? Are you going to go back down into the red and the flesh and stuff like that? Or are you going to extend up, you know, the, the color, you know, spectrum, you know, vibe or whatever. Um, and you uh, wonder like, too if there's a bigger connection between people seeing different types of entities and they're linked with different like colors as far as like you were saying like a blinding light of color how like the depth we think of the devil is red you know and it's actually uh uh you know there was a study where you're seen and when you're wearing blue you're seen as more kind than when you wear red when you wear red people see you as aggressive subconsciously <laughs> Also kind of weird too, red is supposed to be the most appetizing color. So that's why a lot of restaurants will do like red plates and red colors in their logos is because it's also a color that makes you want to eat, which is yeah. kind of funny because that's also a primal instinct where it's just like, Arr! so it's almost like violent within its own sense, you know? Mm -hmm. McDonald's is, uh, and, and other restaurants are red and yellow, you know? So you got the stomach, you know, the pleasure, you know, or whatever chakra, and then you got the red for the primal, you know? <laughs> So they're definitely, you know, the color that's, you know, shows how the colors, you know, they really, you know, subcon it, it might not seem like nothing on the surface level, but subconsciously it's taking effect over you, whether, whether you like it or not, you know, it just is what it is. That shows how strong they are though. If there's already an inherent thing within people that we feel certain ways with certain colors, that just shows that there's more to colors than just simply being colors. Like what else can make you feel an emotion just by seeing like a shade you know what i mean without even a picture within it yeah and then all the other colors that that might also be why we can't really remember our dreams because there's colors or something you know like i don't know it has something to do with the colors or something i don't know i mean i'll just throw it out there <laughs> it might be colors that don't exist within our light spectrum so we can't understand the colors so when we come back like you can't really express it if you don't know how to describe the color because you've never seen the color in your own reality you know it's almost like the DMT oh, yeah, yeah. where people try to explain their DMT trips. And that's why I think DMT is connected to all this kind of shit. Just because you see things that don't make sense in our reality. So you can't remember them when you come back because you have no way of grasping at it to relate it to something. Because half of learning is relating it to something that you already know. And that's how you learn and remember things. Oh, true, yeah. But if it's something totally foreign, you can't really attach it to anything that you know. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a... A deep thought there. That's a, <laughs> for sure. That's what I'm good at, man. I like coming up with re weird, deep things. So actually, yeah. I, I asked a lot of my guests this, but I want to get your, your idea of this too, because this has been my fun philosophical question that I've been pondering myself for the past couple of weeks. So if we 
build AI, the AI would see us as God. But if we perceive, say, like Anunnaki as being gods, that means that there's still a God above them. And they just see themselves as just normal people. Like we would see ourselves as normal people to AI, but AI would perceive us as God. So my question is, if that continues, where's the end chain of that? But if time's not linear, then theoretically, could the first thing create the last thing? And it's just a continuous cycle of life through those things where there's not necessarily a God. It's like everything just creating each each other within a full circle. Yeah. And, and, you know, that goes into uh, with the number thing uh, where uh, God says, I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. It's just the two polar God is the both the the absence of everything and then both everything at the same time. And, and everything else is just in between, <laughs> you know? See, that would make sense with my theory then that there would be like a, like a God, but at the same time, the last thing created the first thing. So it's like a continuous thing where maybe like what we start with and what we end with is the same thing. And that's why it progresses and continues into a, into that circle of continuousness is that like the last race and the, and the first race are the ex- exact identical race, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, um, this might sound blasphemy, but you know, with the whole Baphomet thing, you know, the hermaphrodite, like they're saying, like, okay, God is uh, both the masculine and the feminine energy. Yeah, true. You know, that's how we, even all of us are the same way. We're both a blend of masculine and feminine energy. But it's also like what people think, forget is like an old Gnostic, uh, some old Gnostic teachings, they say that God had a bride. And that's like the, the void, that's like the zero. So nine could be like God. And zero is his wife, and they're just eternally dancing together, you know. And this, and the, and everything else is just the the birth of their twin flame, you know. Their, <laughs> however that goes. No, I I brought this question up on a bunch of my podcasts, and I almost didn't bring it up because I didn't want to continuously keep bringing up the same thing for the listeners. But I'm glad I did because you gave me a totally different perspective on it that nobody else really gave me or thought of. You kind of connected the dots for me a bit, but. Hey, that's half this community is talk to the right people and start connecting the dots. Man. <laughs> that's a synchronicity, you know, it, it just, you know, turned out, you know, <laughs> uh, it's like anything, man. It's Even awesome. Episode you know? number, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I definitely feel like, you know, soul tribe, you know, like this community of truthers, like, you know, Mark and everything like that, you know, I talked to him and it was just like one of those kind of things that just, when you talk to certain people, you just, no you just know you know it's like this mesh of like energies like we are like the revolutionaries of the of the old you know we're the heroes of old you know just back at doing it again <laughs> and just like most of the uh philosophers and different people through history too we all felt like the black sheep in normal society but then all of a sudden we come into this society of people that are like-minded and we're just this connected brotherhood where even though you know i may not have talked to this specific podcaster like there's still like this brotherly connection between us, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, you know, just like with all things, we have to worry about, you know, infighting. I was kind of, you know, Hey, you know, let's focus on the task. <laughs> Dude. I, uh, I have somebody coming on the show soon. Her name is frantic Missy, but uh, mm. she, she talks about that kind of a thing that it's almost like, uh, what, what was she wording it as, as a thirst, thirst trap, something like that. But she was talking about this idea that, very purposeful there's purposeful things that are thrown into the community to cause fighting within the community but like we need to realize that that's intended to happen so that there's a divide within the community and that it's we need to stay united as a whole community and not have fighting 
amongst it. Otherwise, we're just going to polarize like everything else has. And we're the ones that, you know, have a possibility to possibly be different than all these other other groups that have tried to do something good. Maybe we can be the one that realizes that we have the ability to not be polarized. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel that, too. And, and you know, we're just realizing like how people in this community are just so shut down, even with the all the Bitcoin hackers and stuff trying to get us to click on pictures and hacking people's Instagrams and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think those are just trolls. I feel like maybe that's maybe, a, you know, a little deeper <laughs> people just trying to hack accounts to stop stop us from building a community because they they know this is uh we're you know really it's not being shown in tv because if you watch tv it's showing you know or mainstream news sources it's showing that that's not the case but deep down behind the behind the scenes behind the curtain i really do feel like we're making a difference in uh in this and and the poles are shifting you know (laughs) Hey man, that's so, why we all felt felt a calling to it. It had, it's happening for a reason, and I'm one of those people that firmly believes that nothing in this world uh, doesn't happen for a reason. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way, you know. S- sadly, in it, and uh, you know, but it is what it is because sometimes our mistakes lead us to things that we'll be grateful we made those mistakes. It might have sucked at the time, but you're like, shit. Well, led me to where I'm now, and I'm happy where I am. So <laughs> I have a hundred experiences I could share where there was a really fucking shitty moment. And then like a year later, this great moment happened. And that great moment would have never happened if that shitty moment didn't happen. Like yeah, every, so. everything works together, pieces <laughs> together for a reason. And people expect it to be instant, but realistically it's spread out through time that like timelines aren't just as simple as boom, boom, boom. Like there's certain things that have to happen in order for things to progress into something else. And it may take a long time. Oh yeah, definitely dude. I feel that. But um, I guess we'll start wrapping up here. So uh, one thing I do like to ask, all my guests before they leave is would you like to give everybody some words of wisdom? Um, and two, would you like to drop all your plugs and all that kind of stuff so that people can find you? Oh yeah. For words of wisdom, you know, and I, and I'm not against manifestation or anything like that, but I feel like people need to not focus so much on man manifesting, uh, physical things like, yeah, it's good. You know, you need, you need help here in this area. You need help in that area manifest it, you know, but we need to be uh, more focused on gratitude because, you know, gratitude is the attitude. Then you like, uh, you know, I talked to Whitney, Whitney Box, I don't know if you heard her, but she's, she made a point like, you know, if you're, if you're mo- more focused on gratitude, then you'll have more things to be grateful for, you know? Say funny you mentioned her too. Cause I believe she was on my, I got, I don't know the exact number, but she was a couple episodes back. So I, I did recently talk to her too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty cool. <laughs> she goes deep too. But uh, yeah, man, and I'm uh, Ron from uh, the Imaginary of Thought. Uh, I got a podcast uh, with um, two buddies from mine. They're actually childhood friends, and we're different levels of truther, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we just get together and we talk about certain topics and and uh, just you know go go with it and <laughs> just kind of see where it goes but yeah we're kind of kind of taking a break because i've been doing had a lot of personal things but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna be uh coming back uh putting out more content soon so i'm looking forward to hearing more stuff from you too maybe at some point i can uh hop on your guys discussion oh yeah definitely man love to have you on yeah that'd be great and i'd love to have you back on again of course we're gonna plan out that uh that day where we can do the video cast but even in further on 
Like, I'd love to have you back on the show. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> this has been Inquiries of Our Reality. Wherever you are, I hope these words resonate, and I hope you have a good night. Bye, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.